the first rays of sun, the city of Jaisalmer awakens into gold. Founded in 1156 AD by Rajput king Rao Jaisal, whose name it commemorates today, it developed as one of the most interesting towns dominated by trading. Because of its wealth, the architecture is rich and elaborate, a quality which extended even to the villages of the area. The forms emerged from the limitations and potentials of stone technology, creating a golden continuity of color throughout the region. for the construction of Jaisalmer was found locally, and traditional methods of quarrying continue even today, yielding a variety of stone sizes. Larger pieces were used for carving out the structural elements, while the small and shapeless pieces were used in the construction of roads and masonry walls. Limestone and sandstone are the two varieties found in the region. All the elements in each and every house are made with one of the varieties of this stone. Although the exquisite carving is mostly of the past, some of it still continues. A few stone carvers remaining in the area engage in repair and restoration work. beautiful city of Jaisalmer is located in the arid plains of West Rajasthan, the northwestern state of India, in the midst of a vast desert known as Thar. stands firmly silhouetted against the deep sky of the desert. Seen from a distance, the city is a dense mass of stone with little sense of scale. But inside, a powerful order and harmony prevails. One wonders if it was the result of regulation, or did it evolve from the spirit of people striving for an environment which was beautiful as well as respectful of the forces of nature. Mm -hmm. 
The city has a double line of fortification. The outer one is an irregular shaped polygon, while the inner one is a triangle resulting from the shape of the hill. A city within a city. More protected by a stronger wall, the upper city is set on a hill 100 meters higher than the surrounding landscape. The lower city, built on the northeastern slope of the hill, is protected from sandstorms by the hill and the upper city. Gardezer, the lake, constructed with the help of an earthen dam, is situated outside the southeastern corner of the city. The buildings constructed around the lake serve specific uses, such as rest houses, pavilions, and temples. The lake is linked to the city through a gate in the outer wall. One moves through the main bazaar of the city before arriving in the market square, the Gopa Chowk. square form the core of the upper city and are reached by a path which winds its way up the hill through a series of check gates which restricted enemy penetration. Although the gates are redundant today, they demonstrate the beautiful spatial sequence traveled by citizens, tourists, and pilgrims going up to the houses, the palace, and the Jain temples.
palace is built around the royal square, a space used for many occasions. Royal celebrations, festivals, and meetings took place here. Though royal functions no longer occur, many activities continue to find place here. The palace square continues as the essential space in Jaisalmer, bringing the city together. Another community place, though less significant, takes its name from an image of Lord Hanuman painted on one of the walls of an adjoining Hindu temple. It is a community space, often used as a play area by the children. The chain of spaces continues gradually achieving more private quality within the residential sectors. These places, Characterized by their intimate scale and domestic features, evoke a variety of spontaneous uses. Most of the streets of the lower city conform to a gridiron pattern. However, slight modulation of the land makes them interesting. In the upper city, the streets radiate from the royal square. Irrespective of the pattern, they have a very similar character throughout the city. Typically, the narrow streets are bounded by two and three storied houses. Each successive level of the house projects further into the street, making them even narrower at the top. This arrangement keeps the streets shaded and cool during the hot summer days. The deep and narrow houses are organized in rows with common walls between them. This provides a continuous facade along the street. All houses open onto the street and into a central court, an essential element in all houses. Pre-carved stone elements like balconies, projecting roofs, and jaruka make the facades fascinating. A jaruka is a tiny balcony, just enough for a woman to peep out, with small screened openings to preserve her privacy.
Irrespective of the size of a house, the facades are beautifully carved. The only difference is in the degree of exquisiteness. Mansions of the wealthy are bigger and elaborately carved, while the smaller houses are more simple, but have similar elements. Each element is well composed and is placed in a definite order. Solid masonry is built out of sandstone, and carved elements are in limestone. Based on social customs and climate, all houses turn inward and open to their court. Court, the heart of a house, has elements similar to those in the street. To a certain extent, privacy is sought within the house also. The interior is as elaborate and exquisite as the exterior, related to the court in every way. is not just a roof, but a place made as carefully as the rooms. It has many uses which respond to the climate. It is used for sleeping in summer nights and winter days, as well as a variety of household activities. The whole idea of house is developed around the notion of privacy. This has generated elements and expressions, some responding to climatic demands. The ground floor has no openings to the street except the entrance. The facade becomes more open with each change in level. The order of stone construction prevails all over the town. This is the result of a modulation at the domestic scale dictated by the limitation of stone construction. It has created a unique order, yet it is not regimental. The organization at the town level is generated by the compactness of houses, each with its own court. It is to the court that everything in a home relates. The entire mood of a house and its linkages to the activities within can be sensed through the court. 
The threshold, a transition between outside and inside, is another important element of the house. It is the area which accommodates the spillover activities within a house. But once inside, everything goes back to the court. The principles of compact organization and minimum exposure to the intense sun are still valid in a hot, dry climate. Openness is achieved through the court, which works beautifully. Houses on the periphery of the city are a result of migration from rural areas. The migrants brought with them rural images which they adapted to the urban system. Here also, the court is an essential element. Urban or rural, the houses of Jezelmir show tremendous adaption to circumstance with a strong order of organization and construction all coming together in a beautiful hole. Medieval city is an important example for all builders who wish to learn. The architectural principles have emerged out of social, economic, and climatic considerations. Here the responses are manifested into form through a technology which is comparable to prefabrication. Many building components were pre-carved and assembled later. This has led to a continuity and richness at a city scale unmatched anywhere else and valid even today.